Hello, I'm Sharon Wallace, current president of ICWP, and welcome to Center Stage, a program for the International Center for Women Playwrights, a virtual nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting women playwrights around the world. Center Stage celebrates the work of members by showcasing excerpts of their work, followed by an interview where we can hear about their ideals and sometimes their process. Hello, I'm Jenny Monday, and in this Center Stage, we have Joanna Pickering in an interview about her current production, which is on stage in Paris, France. Joanna is one of ICWP's international members. At our last interview, Joanna was living in the United States. The COVID pandemic provided her with a number of challenges that she rose to and has therefore turned her circumstances into advantages for her work. Joanna and I talked over Zoom and we started by discussing her work Beach Break which Joanna read from in her previous podcast. Uh, what I've been uh, putting to stage in Paris is my trilogy, which is three short plays, and Beach Break is the finale of the trilogy. Um, so, so, yeah, that's what I've been doing. So, so it kind of fits in with what we talked about. And with the other two plays, uh, are they new, or were you working on those at the same time as Break? I was working on on them around the same time. These are very early plays. They're actually the first plays I wrote um, in a professional sense that went through workshops and had actors in New York working on them. Um, so the first one is called Cat and Mouse. Um, and it's quite a controversial piece. And whenever it's performed, it creates intense debate that I think is really important. And it's always fascinating for me to sit back as the writer and I wanted to create ambiguity that was discussed in a sort of elevated way on a very difficult subject. It's about sexual assault, but really coming at it from both sides and showing the very gray area in sort of date rape situations, which, you know, is a very difficult thing to do. But that's how date rape happens. Um, it happens in a friendly environment, which which obviously changes. And I wanted to explore that. So um, it always has intense debate afterwards because of the ambiguity of what's happening um and the second play is is a play that always goes down well with the audience sorry I have a really hoarse voice because I've been rehearsing and performing myself um but it, the second play is Sylvian Sly and that's a, about a Hollywood actress and it you know it addresses ageism um the actress is 60 years old and she's trying to get a, get a job in, against, you know, ageism in, in, in the industry with the use of social media. So it's got some quite interesting themes. And then Beach Break is the final play. I read the comments on the page and, you know, they're very, um, they're very supportive, but they talk about, you know, how it's, uh, the topics are quite um, hard to think about perhaps. And I just wondered, do you have that space after the performances where you can discuss them or are these comments from people who've gone away and discussed them? 
Um, so in, whenever I've done a workshop where I've been present, I've always been there for the for the conversation afterwards. Uh, we had opening night last night and, it, you know, it went really well for an opening night. I mean, obviously, I, I saw a few technical things we needed to fix, of course, opening night, but the actual work was really impacting and it had the response I want. I mean, these are not... I mean, I say they're not feel-good plays, but obviously they use humour a lot because we do use humour in, in tragic situations. So there's some very comedic moments. And, and so the audience, you know, is really laughing, but also really being impacted in quite shocking ways. Um, and I'm always, when I'm there, I'm always around to speak to afterwards. I, I don't tend to explain my work, but, I, you know, I'm there to listen and, and hear the debate, and it does go on. We had, you know, a lady came up to me in tears last evening thanking me for the work. And then, you know, I've had other times where people have been annoyed. Or, you know, there's real, because I'm tackling difficult subject matter, you know, quite bravely, um, especially in these times, to be very honest about human behavior. Um, it can have different reviews. I mean, Cat and Mouse is is fascinating to me because it's often like male and females have seen a different play. So it's just incredible. And there the debate goes on. Um, you know, what we class as as sort of a sexual assault in a date rape situation um, is, is such a, you know, controversial subject or such an un, undiscussed subject, because obviously as a female, you know, we can flirt, we can have fun, but no is always no. And it's amazing that putting this play on that explores this, that still some men will be like, oh, you didn't throw us under the bus. And or females will be like, oh, thank you for showing that we can still have fun, but this still means no. And it's, it's like they've seen different plays and that's how the debate keeps going. Like, what was that? Yeah, it's the male and female lens. It exists, you know, in everything we do, but also in how the work is received. So, you know, this is a female playwright. It's female leads, uh, female-driven characters. Um, so even though they're up against the patriarchy, they're very strong. They're also flawed. Um, you know, I, I, I like to show that women can be very strong while being vulnerable. I think we talked about that in the last podcast. Um but it's amazing, yeah, that the that the work still can be received with a male gaze. It's it's fascinating to me. Um, Joanna, you wrote uh, a little sort of press release for the ICWP, and you said that you lost your home in New York City in the pandemic. <laughs> what happened? Well, yeah, I well, I, I I was just one of those pandemic stories that my landlady, who you know we'd got on with, I got on with for so long, um, but when the pandemic hit, she um, told me that she didn't want to, th- you know, I paid my rent; it wasn't even a matter of finance, um, but she didn't want an artist. Um, staying in the home and she 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 put in a banker it was just you know it was very strange well it was it was what it was I think a lot of people went through that so I had like four weeks notice to move out in April which was when like a thousand people were dying a day um <laughs> and we couldn't leave the house you know this was April was it 2020 when it was first hitting and we were obviously very very scared and New York was crazy um, you know, people still have sort of post-traumatic stress from the New York thing. But yeah, I, I was told, you know, I, my home that I'd rented for five years. But, you know, it all worked out because the universe has a bigger plan. And I got a writing residency with the lovely Dan Laurier, who had performed in Beach Break in New York with Bobby Moresco, um, who's Academy uh, Award-winning director-writer. And he runs a workshop 
and I'd met Dan Laurier. And when he found out, he was like, I've got an artist residency. People are staying here. There's another artist. Come and write. And I stayed there for a year in the pandemic, just writing nonstop, about nine hours a day. Um, so it was kind of a miracle, really. But I just didn't know it at the time. That sounds very intensive, nine hours a day. How did you cope with that? There was nothing else to do. It was amazing. It, we were completely locked down. We went. To, I was only meant to stay three months in Los Angeles. And then, of course, the second wave hit that we weren't expecting so much. And we were locked down again. And there was literally nothing to do but write. And I, I'd landed in this very fortunate situation of having the writing residency, you know, and when other artists, you know, yes, I did go through losing my home, which was quite traumatic and lost friends. It was, you know, we all went through such a bad time. Um, but in terms of what it could have also been, a lot of artists had to leave America on their visas. And um, I was very fortunate to be able to stay in America and keep writing. So writing those nine hours a day was the dream, you know, no day job. Uh, it was it was absolutely wonderful. Um, I, I owe all my thanks to the people that have helped me in the pandemic. You know, I got grants from the American Dramatist Guild, uh, the Actors Union, Artist Relief, um, the Episcopal uh, Artist Union. Did I pronounce that right? Sorry, I'm so tired. Uh, it, everyone, it was it, the effort from all, you know, and the international, you know, you guys, the League of Professional Theatre Women, everyone just came together for theatre artists. It was astounding to me. It was It was beautiful. And, and it would have been a little bit frightening as well because the pandemic was just raging all over the US, not just... Um, yeah, I mean, for everyone, it was, you know, but it was... Uh, I mean, New York was particularly tough. I don't think people realise how tough unless you were kind of there. Uh, you know, it was... you know, My neighbour was brought out on a stretcher dead and you, you saw it, whereas when I went to the West Coast, yes, it was terrifying and we were all sharing this you know great you know very intense experience but you didn't see it um it was like this silent threat but whereas new york you you sort of heard the sirens non-stop um and you saw it and you felt it um and, and joanna when did you end up leaving america then so in July, I my friend Iris was having a wedding and I hadn't seen my family and parents for two years or a year and a half would it have been. And it was just getting a bit much and we'd been vaccinated. My immigration attorney told me not to leave the country um, while we didn't have a vaccine and while Trump was president, um, because obviously Trump was using immigration and the pandemic to sort of block immigration. We was using the pandemic to block immigration. Um and he just said I wouldn't get in. And then obviously Trump was out, Biden was in, vaccines came. So by July, I was fully vaccinated and the borders were still closed, but I was confident they'd open in September. So I I was like, that's it. I'm, I have to go and see my family. So I spent a fabulous summer with friends and family, really, really beautiful summer uh, catching up with family and then Biden didn't open the borders in September as I was so confident he would and I was like oh I can't get back into America what am I going to do and Wendy Goldman Rom who's um, hopefully she, she would like to be my uh, literary agent and me her um, on my TV pilot um, she invited me you know on this basis to work on the pilot to her writing workshops in Paris and we started reading some of my plays in a very sort of salon way, you know, like Gertrude Stein 
esque salons and you know in Paris and suddenly I'm living this fabulous life in Paris and people are reading my work in these small salons and from that someone said you know we can put these to stage and I was like well I'm locked out of the US so sure let's do it and it was a passion project in the pandemic we had no finance but I was like if actors want to be in my work I'm not going to stop them and in this way, it just rolled. And I was introduced to the whole Parisian English theatre community who are just incredible. I mean, I've been welcomed, supported, looked after, then finance arrived, then we had a space. And then I had all these professional actors that are just amazing. And it just grew and grew and grew. And then Biden finally opened the borders, I think, in November, but we were all set to go. So I was like, I'm staying, I'm doing this. Um, so I'm still in Paris and I'm, I'm, they say Paris saves everything. And I think it really does. <laughs> and what a wonderful place to be. Such a wonderful yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've been so, so fortunate. I, I can't really believe it. And with the, with the plays then, so you, you answered one question. I was going to ask if you're performing them in English. Um, what was the process? So you, did you go into a normal, um, you know, kind of three-week rehearsal process? And what, what happened? oh sorry I put the giggles it's been absolutely insane because I'm a producer I'm playing a lead actress in two of the plays and also the playwright Um, and I can only thank my wonderful team for making it possible because it was really impossible up until yesterday and we opened yesterday you know it's the pandemic. We've been having to do COVID tests all the time Um, just extra extra things that cost finance Um, and we just all managed to work together and we managed to do this in a very short time. So I think we started casting about five weeks ago. Um, and I didn't know anyone in Paris when I be- began this, apart from Wendy, my, you know, the agent. And and now it, it, it was just incredible. And we worked very intensively. And then I got a rehearsal space offered to me in Paris. So we had somewhere to rehearse. Um, and then we just worked very intensively in rehearsals. Um, and we, yeah, we, we've brought the work to stage at a very fast time, you know, which I owe to my directors, Chris Mack, who's just incredible. He, you know, absolutely amazing. You know, anything I needed, he, he just got it for me and he got the work to a place that, that we could put it, put it up. And then I had, uh, Pulkari Gadma, who, just a genius and a creative ideas for beach break. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but, you know, we had to have a flood. The play is, there's a flood coming from the bathroom and because we're in such a small space and on stage, how do you show a a flood? So she had all these um, sort of bricks or like little islands that we had to step on. So she'd like restricted us as actors that we had to balance. We couldn't stand on the stage at any time because the stage was flooded. So that's how she, instead of thinking, oh, bring water. No, we'll elevate the actors off the floor because there's a flood. So while we perform, we have to balance. And so it's just been a really wonderful creative process. (laughs) But yeah, as a producer, I mean, all producers know they'll they'll share that same feeling. It's just been insane. I've been working like... 16 18 hour days um and then you know the last week like shit I really need to self-care and relax to perform and swapping hats but it's it's just been a wonderful experience my producer Koal um just awesome you know absolutely awesome could not have done it without it so I think that um audience members often think that acting or even directing must be a bit of a breeze you know what a what a nice job to do but <laughs> Very, very intensive, isn't it? 
I mean, just ask any of my, it, it's, it, you know, just, it, it, it's been magical. I think there's, is it Love Actually or Shakespeare, Shakespeare and Love, the film, and the stage manager is like, um, you know, from an absolute mess, it happens and nobody knows how it happens. It is literally magic. It, it has been exactly like that. Two days ago, or was it one day ago, we were opening and we had a problem with our actual stage set that the sofa didn't, wasn't working. It, we couldn't, we couldn't move it where it was supposed to go. And the, it was literally, we couldn't use it. And I'm like, well, that is actually our stage set. It's very minimalistic. So to lose that. Um, and I literally was like, what am I going to do? Um, and I walked past a store just next door to the gallery and there was just this perfect sofa in the window, like their actual furniture. And I went in, I was like, you're going to have to give me the sofa. And they're like, what are you talking about? And, you know, Paris has just been amazing. They're like, you're doing theatre, it's a pandemic, take the sofa, take the sofa. So there's now a store in Paris with a naked uh, store window because the, the furniture's in my in my set. So it's been very like that, putting out fires till the last moment, um, but I've thoroughly enjoyed it. We've left all the way. It's very wonderful benevolence by that um, <laughs> shop owner. I hope they'll probably get quite a bit of advertising from you. So. <laughs> or from the end of Joanna, with, with the play being in English, do you think that... Um, you know, you might be able to tour it to other places? Yes. Would you believe, um, I actually got an email from Sadie Frost, who's in the UK, and wanting to chat about the plays. I sent them to her a few weeks ago, um, and, and, you know, that would put London on the radar. Um, and also, um, which I can announce, um, on the back of, because I sold out my my dates. We sold out completely. I mean, it, don't get me wrong, it's a very small showcase, but you know, considering I've never lived or worked in Paris, I was delighted and a pandemic. Um, so when we sold out, I actually have been offered a um, theatre in Los Angeles. I'm so tired. I, uh, is the Odisa theatre? Let me check the details. I'll, I'll send them to you. And you can maybe put a little caption. But uh, this just came through yesterday that we have a theatre in L.A. And the Parisian theatre showcase was for a bigger run next year, which we've been offered as well. So, it, you know, it's already been quite successful. That's terrific. That's really um, excellent news. And thank you. It means, means you'll be a bit exhausted for quite some time, but it's still <laughs> exhausted. Isn't I'm it? like running on being exhausted. It's, it's kind of marvelous. Um, we, we do nice sort of voice warm ups uh, with my Coel, my producer, is always also one of the lead actresses. So we're, 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 we're doing many things, but it, it's all been part of the journey. And I must say, I must tell you, because she, she, she probably will listen, and I'd love her to hear that I mentioned it. When I went in to the, to the space, there was this beautiful, there was a beautiful painting. And it was, it was literally because as I explained, Beach, before it was a trilogy, these were three single plays. And Beach Break, um, the artwork had been done for me when it was first, you know, showcased with Primitive Grace Theatre in New York back in 2019 or 18 in uh, the Bridge Theatre in New York, also a very small, dark theatre, um, black box theatre. And we'd had the artwork and it was obviously a beach break, so sort of like drowning in the waves type thing. And I walked into the space and there hanging in the sort of reception area was this painting. And it was exactly the same. I was like, who was this artist? And her name was Stephanie Gallagher. And I contacted her, 
contacted her and she donated her painting to my show along <laughs> along with the sofa uh, that we got and it it hung in the show last evening and it looks so wonderful and uh, so we're going to auction that after 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 the play has its run and so definitely if anyone's listening check out her work it was awesome it was just so insane and now it will be on the invites and all of the information yeah 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 I, yeah, I want it to go to. I want it to go to a nice home. <laughs> um, Joanna, probably uh, just to finish off. Um, is there something else that you're working on, or is this really um, taking up all of your time, or have you got any other future plans that you're thinking about as well? Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't be working on this. These are plays I wrote. I, I wrote, and you know, the plays have been published with Next Stage Press. Um, so. <clears throat> You know, I I had to make sure that we budgeted to pay my licensing fee to get my plays, which was like a kind of cool problem, but kind of, you know, it's all part of the journey that's made me smile. Um, But it was literally when they were read in this in this sort of pandemic sense and people wanted to do them. I was like, yes, of course, let's do them. But no, I had no intention of going back to these plays. Um, I'm working on two full plays at the moment. I've just finished my screenplay Nanking Road, which got the attention of Sony drama, um, a lady called Selena Collins, and, you know, hopefully I'm going to meet her in London. Um, and, and yeah, I was like moving forward with my, with screenplays. I just finished a wonderful workshop with Corey Mandel, who was Ridley Scott's writer and does professional TV workshops. So I was really, you know, I'd been in LA, I'd moved from New York to LA in the pandemic and was really switching over to screenwriting, which made my manager at Three Arts really happy. You know, they're, they're like really big agency or management agency, production company for like film, TV. And, and then, of course, yet again, Joanna sends them an email saying I'm doing plays in Paris. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm sort of swinging over to screenplay writing as well as plays at the moment. Well, I think from the ICWP point of view, we're very pleased that you plays are having so much success. Yeah, I mean, I love it, but I keep, I keep emailing my manager and, you know, they're so supportive, but they just don't do plays in that sense. Um, but I yeah, these, that, you, know, you know, there's a smaller audience for, for plays, but, you know, it's such an intimate thing to be involved in, isn't it? Oh, it's wonderful. And just having the audience last night and, you know, seeing people back in theatre. I, I went to my first theatre performance in Avignon in the summer Avignon, Avignon Theatre Festival and it's the first time I've been and oh my god it was amazing I went with my friend Iris and her family and we went to see our first theatre show and it was a piece pieces of a woman of a woman and it was just amazing production and then to be in a theatre for the first time I came out and I just cried I was it was so wonderful so that was my first experience of theatre after the pandemic and then my second is actually being back on stage and my own work in Paris so I'm 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 a little emotional about it all which I'm sure we all are as playwrights after you know theatre just really obviously went down and we didn't know at one point if it would ever come back. Thanks to Joanna Pickering for meeting with me via Zoom She spoke to me at the end of 2021, the morning after her opening night in Paris, France. Joanna is one of our international members. Thanks for listening in to Centre Stage. There'll be more coming soon.